Hi friends, it's me Jennifer Jade and you're listening to The Soul Adventurer, your number one spiritual growth podcast to bring you even further into your greatness. I believe every soul in human form is on a soul adventure, but only some will make the most of it. This podcast is for anyone that desires to awaken, align, and inspire others through journeying to become their best self. If that's you, welcome. You're in the right place, and this is where you belong. Are you ready for today's soul adventure? Then let's begin. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Soul Adventurer podcast. I cannot express to you in words how excited I am to bring this interview to you today. I actually just finished recording the interview with Ainsley McLeod and I am just buzzing with everything we just talked about, everything that we're about to share with you. We are going to touch on how the anxiety that you may have in your life, the self-doubt you may have in your life, the perhaps headaches, migraines, body aches and pains, the personality that you have, the self-limiting beliefs that you have are stemming from previous lives with unhealed traumas and how in literally just a few minutes you can heal those traumas release the pain and anguish and the ways that they're holding you back in your life today and move forward with a fresh, clean slate. It sounds simple and it is, but it is also extremely powerful. So you might have a lot of questions. Well, how does this work? And and how do I know if it's true? And we are going to answer all of those questions in today's interview. For those of you unfamiliar with Ainsley McLeod, you may have heard me already talk about him, absolutely gush about him in two previous Soul Adventure episodes. One was called, What is Your Soul Type? And the other episode was, What is Your Soul Level? If you haven't listened to those two episodes yet, they are among the most highly downloaded of every episode I've ever released. And they are worth a listen. They are based on his first book, The Instruction, which helps us understand, are we an old soul? What level soul are we? What is our soul's mission in this life? What are the influences that make us who we are? You get so many answers and clarity on who you are today and what your mission in this life truly is. In his new upcoming book, The Soul's guidebook who you are why you're here and how to navigate life on earth Ainsley discusses how our past lives help us to find clarity on who we are today and why we're here and what we're meant to be doing it was one of the most fascinating books I have ever read I do not say that lightly I have been reading spiritual books personal development books all kinds of books since I was a kid because my mom was very much into these books and she's obsessed with books. So I have read a lot of them and this is head and shoulders above what I've read before 
It's just so clear. It's unlike anything I've ever read. I really highly suggest, if you can't tell by my energy, that on April 8th, when the Old Souls Guidebook becomes available, that you run and grab yourself a copy. I'm telling you, it is incredible. Ainsley McLeod is an internationally acclaimed past life psychic, spiritual teacher, and award-winning author of the instruction, the transformation, and most recently, as I mentioned, the Old Souls Guidebook. Ainsley specializes in exploring past lives to reveal your life's purpose and has been a featured guest on Oprah's Super Soul Conversation series. He lives on a tranquil island in the Pacific Northwest. I knew that I had to get this person on this podcast. He is absolutely incredible. The things that he teaches, you know, without further ado, let's just dive into the interviews that you can see for yourself. And if you love this episode, please help Ainsley and I spread this message of love and healing and healing potential by taking a screenshot of this episode and sharing it all over your social media channels. Please tag me. You can tag Ainsley as well if you like. I would love to be tagged so I could reshare your post and, and share my gratitude that you have helped to share our message. All right, I am so excited. Let's get started. Here's the interview with Ainsley McLeod. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Soul Adventurer podcast. Today, we have a very special episode for you. I have a very highly esteemed guest with me today, Ainsley McLeod. Ainsley is an internationally acclaimed past life psychic, spiritual teacher, and award-winning author. I had the absolute gift to read his newest book coming out called The Old Soul's Guidebook, Who You Are, Why You're Here, and How to Navigate Life on Earth. Some of you that have been listening to this podcast for a while now may have already heard me talk about Ainsley McLeod in two of our previous episodes, What Is Your Soul Type and What Soul Level Are You? And you would have heard me talk about Ainsley's first book, The Instruction. That book was amazing. You heard me speak a lot about that and a lot about Ainsley. So I feel very honored to have Ainsley on as a guest today and to talk about his newest book, The Old Soul's Guidebook. So welcome, Ainsley. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you so much, Jen. It's an absolute delight to be here. Awesome. Just in case anyone hasn't had a chance to be familiar with your work, read the instruction or, or any of your other books and, and your podcasts and, and your recordings that you have online. Um, would you mind sharing, Ainsley, just a little snippet of how you became to be the international acclaimed past life psychic that you are today? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, it, it was c- kind of weird because, um, I never, I didn't set out to, um, to take this path, but, you know, for years I was, I, I mean, I considered myself an atheist, um, and I had no time for sort of woo woo stuff. <laughs> I mean, I never read a spiritual book or, or anything. Um, yet the, the, the weirdest thing is that I kept running into psychics 
And even in public places, I had in pubs in London, I had psychics come up to me and say things like, you know, you're psychic and you should be doing this uh, for a living. And I, I just thought they were crazy. <laughs> but it was that really weird thing where I was drawn to psychics. I was trying, I, I, you know, I used to tell myself I was going to see psychics really to um, debunk them. And But, you know, there was something deep within that was pushing me to to meet these people. And I... I finally, I mean, it took me decades, and finally I had this experience in a bookshop in Hawaii where I ran into my deceased uncle. Uh, and this, this was really a moment that changed my life. It was uh, as if he was just about a foot away from me, and only for a, maybe a second, but it, you know, just as real as you can get, but wow. just momentary but with a longer message about working together. And I kept hearing from psychics that my uncle was a spirit guide. And, uh, you know, I kept dismissing that, you know, I thought he'd be the, <laughs> the last person to be a spirit guide. I mean, I thought he'd have no time for that nonsense, but <laughs> yeah, sure enough, you know, so um, after that, I, th- I thought, well, I just really need to give this a try. And uh, I sat down and started talking to my uncle and it was the, the, the weirdest thing. And it was, um, you know, to begin with, it was a little stop start and uh, <laughs> there wasn't much flow to it. It was, it was a bit of a struggle, but like anything, you know, it's a learned skill and I, I, it just became easier and easier. And he very quick, quickly handed me over to the spirit guides that I, I work with now. Okay. So you, you particularly work with more the spirit guides that you mentioned in your book and not as much your uncle. Oh, I yeah, I hadn't talked to my uncle for for the longest time. Oh, he was kind yeah. of your link. <laughs> he your, was a, yeah, yeah, he was the conduit, or you know, right. The, yeah. So I actually am curious, um, and for everyone listening, you have these spirit guides that um, guide you and give you this clarity and this wisdom. Does everybody have spirit guides? And if anyone's curious to work with theirs, how could they begin to do that? Well, we certainly all have them, and it's just a question of how much we want to interact with them. And and really, I think I I get asked this question a lot. You know, how can I talk to my spirit guides? How can I hear my spirit guides? How can I deepen the connection? And really, it starts with meditation, because it's it's by altering your state that it becomes so much easier. And um, so, yeah, that's the simple thing is to start meditating and also throwing out questions or observations. Get a, get a dialogue going. Give them something to work with. The, I mean, the good thing to know is that they are there for everybody. Um, you know, no one's cast adrift in this world without spirit guides. And I've, I've had clients say to me, you know, I, 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 my, my spirit guides are not working with me. They're not talking to me. And the spirit guides are saying to me, you know, we're yelling. But, <laughs> you know, the person can't hear us. And, I, and that often just takes the stilling of the mind uh, to yes. get into that receptive place. The stilling of the mind and also um, the trusting, I think, too, of what's coming through, would you say? Like, so oh, yeah. what, what does it feel like, just for anyone who is, does want to practice this more and they are f- unfamiliar and say, you know, so they've, they've practiced meditating. Um, 
what does it feel like when you are receiving guidance and how do you know that it's not just your imagination? Okay. I mean, that's a really good question because I do get asked that a lot. Um, actually in my soul world membership program, we do a regression every month mm. and I usually tell participants that if anybody calls in to share their experience and begins with the, the words, it's probably just my imagination, but that I will dock them two points. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to get over that feeling of, you know, am I just making this up? But, you know, we all receive information from the other side in different ways. And even when I started doing this work, I, I, I would get visuals. Sometimes I get words appearing. I get whole sentences. Um, it, it took a while to really settle into what worked best. But a lot of times we feel things in our bodies uh, and, you know, literal gut feelings. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important to pay attention to what's happening in your body and how do you really feel emotionally? You know, your emotions are the voice of the soul and the soul is very often trying to get your attention through, through the, the emotions. You know, like when you get presented with an opportunity and, you know, it might be a, a new job and everyone's saying, oh, this sounds really exciting, but there's something there, you know, that you feel like something just not quite right. And that can be speaking volumes, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that the emotions are telling you something maybe not, not good about this, or there might be a better opportunity coming along. Um, it is difficult to, to trust. Uh, what I found is I spent about three years really learning to communicate with the other side before I ever read anyone so and and i was really terrified of making a mistake and you know didn't want to go out unprepared so i spent a long time doing this and what i found was that when i would get answers to questions they would turn out to be the perfect answer you know and some and often uh, i would get things that couldn't possibly have come from me uh, I mean, as I was able to, to develop my skill, you know, I could, I could get specific words. And I would, I'd actually keep a dictionary beside me because the, I think it was one of the ways that the spirit guides were helping me to really validate that it was coming from another source was to, give, to use vocabulary that was not mine. So it's wow. constantly, constantly looking up words and going, oh, that's totally appropriate. Oh, that's correct. And, and when you start to get information regularly and it turns out to be the right thing. You know, you follow the guidance and, you know, then you're able to look back at some point and say, oh, that was, that was the perfect thing. That was just what I needed or that, that worked out. You know, sometimes we can't see how things are going to be two months from now, say, but the spirit world can. So, you know, sometimes by taking the first steps and, you know, you, you're able to look back and, and, and see that you are being, been guided. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Mm. I want to talk about your new book, The Old Soul's Guidebook, because it's just so awesome the way that this all came about. I, when I reached out to you um, for this interview for the Soul Adventurer podcast, it was just because I love your work. I, I loved, I, <laughs> you've heard me already talk about the instruction. I did two podcast episodes on it. I love the things you share. And I thought, wow, I just, I would really 
love to connect with this person and, and share his wisdom. And I know that the audience would really appreciate it too, based on the response from the other two podcast episodes. So I reached out. I had no idea that you had a new book that was on the brink of coming out and that you were going to be doing some, some interviews as a result. And uh, it just, the timing was uncanny, perfect timing. (laughs) And then I received the book so I could have a, uh, an idea of what we would be talking about. And I received it and I saw that it was mostly based on past lives. Now I'll be honest with you. I was like, okay, interesting. I am totally open to all of this. I know that it's true that we have lived previous lives and we continue to live. I had no problem with that. I'm not a skeptic in that area at all, but it's not been an area that I myself have gone very deep with because I just didn't know who to trust with this. Like I've never gone to for past life hypnoses or anything like that because I figured, oh, this person could just tell me anything. And I have no basis to believe that that's true or that's accurate. Or even if my mind is conjuring up ideas, you know, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I was, I'd be, you know, how do I know I'm not just trying to come up with something. So I have something to say to the person that's hypnotizing me. So I was curious about reading a book about past lives and, and if I'd relate to it or not. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I am not just saying this because you're here on the podcast. This, and you mentioned Ainsley, you said that you had never really read, you know, up until you became more open and had that visitation with, from your uncle, you hadn't really read, you know, spiritual books or anything like that. I'm just the opposite. I've been reading these books my whole life (laughs) because my mom was very into the spiritual world and spiritual development and, and psychics and mediums. So she's got this library of books and as soon as she finished one, when I, when, when I was a kid, I'd, she'd put it on the shelf and I'd go up behind her and I'd take it back off the shelf and I'd start reading it. Near-death experiences, all of these things. So, you know, I've read a lot of books, a lot, since I was a kid. And this one is head and shoulders above anything that I've ever read for, before. For me personally, it gave me so many answers that I have never found in any other reading I've ever had. And I'll tell you lately, and it's true, lately I've been feeling, I feel like I've learned a lot of things in, in my life, and, but I crave to learn more. And I know that's a bit of because of my soul type. Um, thanks to you, I know that. Um, but I just felt like there was some more I could learn and there were some more answers that I, I didn't have clarity on. And I thought, well, maybe I maybe I have learned all there is to learn and maybe it is just nice and simple and it's just now about applying and living it. But no, your book, it was what, it was the missing piece. (laughs) It was the answers and the clarity in this book are uncanny. And I was trying to make a list Ainsley for this podcast of questions. So I would start, I'd read a chapter, make a couple questions and then the next chapter would answer them. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Like, very, very well written. Things I've never read before anywhere else in my life. I can't express enough how much I love this book. And I hope that everyone listening really does themselves a favor and grabs a copy of this on April 8th. You might have noticed, and I'm going to let you speak in a second here <laughs> when I'm finished my rant about how amazing your book is. Um, you may or may not have noticed, but I already have been sending clients to you to, to set up sessions. I'm like, listen, Ainsley takes 
private sessions. When this book comes out, he his wait list is already really long, but when this book comes out, it's it's going to be massive. So get your name on the list now. <laughs> get in there, connect with Ainsley. I know you have the Soul World membership as well. That's an option too. Right. But yeah, thank you for giving me a few minutes to just oh go on gosh. a long well, thank, tangent. Yeah. Thank you for the kind words. I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very very true. So I would love to talk about this with you. Um, well, I'm happy to yeah. to answer any Good. questions. <laughs> Great. Okay. So I guess let's just go right into it. How can our past lives affect our personality in this life? Oh boy. Well, this is the sort of stuff that I I love talking about because over the it's been about. 20 years since I, I started doing this, you know, yeah. wow. psychic work. And I just learn all the time. I just become more and more convinced that past lives explain everything. Mm-hmm. And people say, oh, you don't remember your past lives. And I go, oh my God, we remember our past lives in all sorts of ways. Mm-hmm. It shows up in our, our fears, phobias, limiting beliefs, talents, aptitudes, uh, tastes and all sorts of things where we're drawn to the people that we're involved with, um, our careers. It's, you know, everything is past life related. And who we are, you know, in, in, in the instructionist, you know, I talk about soul types. Mm-hmm. And these are the archetypes that are based on function in previous lifetimes that actually um, our, our, our personalities are composed of these soul types. We have a soul type and influences. And uh, this is all chosen before coming here. But we develop our soul types, our traits, uh, strengths, and so on. We develop those over many lifetimes. So, for example, if I'm working with somebody who's a healer in this life, and I, I work with a lot of healers, then I'll find past lives where they've been healers. I mean, going way back, you know, um, midwives, herbalists, surgeons. Um, it, it'll be a theme. And, you know, we learn to be who, who we are um, just through experience. And this is the, you know, the power of reincarnation. If you came here just once, you wouldn't learn anything. But I coming know. here over and over again, then you, you build each life on the, uh, on the one that went before or the ones that went before. Wow. And so, you know, who you are is entirely um, related to why you're here because the personality you choose. And in fact, in the book, I have a chapter, I call it climbing Mount Everest and flip-flops. And actually it's about how you wouldn't climb Mount Everest <laughs> and flip-flops. You know, you would choose appropriate gear. And the same thing applies to your life plan. When your soul comes into this world, it chooses an appropriate personality so that it can make the best of, uh, of this life. And so if you, start, if, if you start with understanding who you are, that leads to understanding why you're here. And I'm very fond of saying that your destiny is not a secret. It's just a question of knowing where to look. The other thing about past lives that just blows me away all the time is the healing potential because we we hold like i mentioned phobias fears limiting yeah. beliefs um but also physical ailments we have areas of weakness i call them 
Achilles body parts. You know, maybe you, you always have issues with that one thing, you know, colds always go to your throat or you always have stomach issues or, or whatever. And these areas of weakness uh, can be related to trauma in past lives. And when you find the source of the trauma, even going back a thousand years, then it can lead to healing. You know, sometimes it's sometimes it can clear things can clear up very very quickly. I, I talk in the book about somebody I was working with who'd uh, been beheaded in a past life, mm-hmm. and beheading in a past life shows up as neck and shoulder pain in this life. And I, and you know I will stress that people are not generally coming to me and saying, "Okay, I have neck and shoulder pain. Can you exp- can you explain it?" It's usually I'm. Or most often, I'm looking at a past life and I see something like beheading, and then I ask my client, "Do you have a, a problem?" And this person said, "Oh my gosh, you know, I had 20 years of chronic neck and shoulder pain, and she's a ballroom dance teacher, which and she has to sort of move her neck, and yeah. there's a lot of movement involved in what she does, and she'd been in constant pain." And uh, literally, as we talked the pain lifted and has never come back. Wow. I told, I told the story at a, at an event, maybe like a year later and I didn't know, but she was actually in the audience. <laughs> she got up and said, yeah, you know, it's never. Oh, never wow. Back. Yeah. And so, so, you know, sometimes it can be just immediate. The, the, the principle really is that your soul can't separate one life from the others. Mm-hmm. Your soul doesn't die between lives. You know, you might have a hundred lifetimes, but your soul has, it's still on life number one. It's just been in a lot of different right. places. So it, it, it carries fear that whatever's happened before is going to happen again. It carries memories with it. And all you got to do generally is just remind the soul that was then, this is now, and just let it go. And, uh, you know, I always describe it as like the soul just kind of with a whimper rather than a bang, you know, it's just like, it just kind of very calmly just goes, Oh, okay. It's a past life thing. We'll let it go. Sometimes it's, it can be instant. Sometimes it can be days, sometimes months. And you, you can do it for other people. I mean, I'm, you know, there's a whole section in the book about children's past lives and how, uh, you know, in some cases, parents can tell a child a, a bedtime story about the past mm-hmm. life. And as a result of that, uh, they no longer have whatever issue, you know, night terrors or whatever was going on. Wow. So could you share, Ainsley, some of the most common afflictions that you've seen with your own clients that have stemmed from past lives? Absolutely. Well, one of the most common is is one that you're working through in in this life. Do you mind me sharing a little bit about a past life that you've had? Yeah, wonderful. Yes. Okay. Um, okay, I need to find this. Um, I just um, checked earlier on a couple of past lives that, that you had, and I'll just tell you a little bit about them. Your your soul is very drawn to be with people, at least in recent past lives it's like a it's it's been quite an extrovert and uh, you you had a very recent past life as a hotel owner in germany and 
the spirit guides describe this as possibly your best life ever. It was so happy, really, from start to finish. And it was all to do with being around people. You, you were just fed by, by company and meeting new people all the time. Uh, very, very happy life. And your soul's, soul's drawn to Europe. Have you been to, to Europe? Uh, yes, a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll go back. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a kind of spiritual home for you. The other life, and this is a little more ne- negative, and it's quite recent too. I think it might be the one just immediately before the, the German life. I didn't find out where it was, but um, it's not important. But you died. Um, you got like a sort of systemic infection in your body, and it was as a result of abscesses in your in your gums. It was, um, uh, and and it was kind of short, um, disappointing life, particularly from your soul's point of view. And one of the things that really stood out there was that you died alone. And sometimes when you die alone, it doesn't necessarily mean there's nobody around. It could be in a hospital or something, but you weren't surrounded by loved ones or people who really cared. And it has, um, it's carried into this life uh, in a couple of ways, actually about three major ways. Uh, one is that your soul is really motivated to make a difference, um, to really achieve things in this life. In technical terms, uh, you know, if you've read the instruction, it's called the des- desire for immortality. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with living forever, but it's about leaving a legacy or mm-hmm. really making a difference in this life. And most of the people I work with, most of my clients have s- some desire to, you know, to leave the world a better place, but this takes it to a higher level. It's often associated with think- doing things like writing books or you know, actually the work you're doing right now in this moment would be totally related to that. The other thing about dying alone, this is uh, creates the past life fear of rejection, is that your soul will be motivated to bring people together. And th- it may be a major motivation bet- behind you know, anyone who, who does podcasts and things like that, because you're, 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 you're kind of drawing a tribe in, um, uh, you know, giving people a sense of community. And that's going to be something really important. I mean, that could continue growing in different ways throughout your life. The other thing is that you're, uh, because of the shortness of that past life and not being able to do the things that your soul had planned, um, you have uh, in this life, it's connected to a fear of failure. It's a feeling of that um, you don't have all the time in the world. There's a lot of things to do. Um, you know, your soul feels that you're making up for lost time from from that past life now. Uh, and that would usually show up as just learning, all, you know, wanting to, to learn new things all the time. And again, that could be sort of totally connected with what you're doing right now. Any, um, are, you, are, you protective, yeah. are you protective about your gums or teeth? I mean, it's, <laughs> having had that past life. Yeah. So both of these, I had emotion come up as you were speaking about them. Um, the, the German life, did you feel as to whether I was male or female? You were male. Yeah. 
So I knew that I'm like, yep, that I was a male in that life. And now I'm like, whoa, how did I know that? And and then, um, so I had emotion coming up as you were talking about that and it felt really nice. And I, I, yeah. So even now talking about it, it feels emotional. And then the, the second one that you just talked about, oh my goodness, you explained the life and then I knew, I know, and, and probably from, you know, having finished your book, the old soul's guidebook, but you listed what the life was like. And then you talked about how I might see symptoms of that in this life. And you touched on some, but I feel like I could list a hundred more, <laughs> you know, yeah. so my gums, I do have, um, I have got sensitive gums. I've got a bit of recession that my dentists have been keeping an eye on for me. I have stomach issues. I have, mm. I have stomach issues and digestion issues in my lower abdomen area. Um, I constantly feel like there's never enough time. I don't have enough time. I need to hurry, 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 hurry. And I yeah. realize that I'm aware of that. So I'm trying, you know, I, I'm always, you know, trying to relax and remember off. Oh, I don't get it done in this lifetime and perhaps I have another and <laughs> right. Yeah. And soothe that part of me. And it brings about stress, stress and pressure. And, and I've been working with my whole life that I'm trying and I'm getting better at alleviating, but it's still there. Well, this will make a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'll notice in the next couple of days, just yes. the, the pressure will be off. Everything you've described and, oh, the pressure being off, that would be a lifetime just relief, <laughs> a lifelong relief. <laughs> right. I just finished a book and the main motivator behind the book was um, I've got younger siblings and, um, you know, I've always had this idea that I wanted to write a book, even in high school, I just didn't know what it would be. And I thought, you know, what's going to be left behind when I'm not here? And I know you said that a lot of us feel that to some degree, but I do feel it on like a worldwide level. It's not something that I just want to like impact my immediate friends and family. I, right. I really do want to impact the entire world, as many people as I possibly can. And whatever time I have left, that's what I always say. So everything you've just described, A, I had an immediate emotional reaction and B, I, it, it makes absolute sense into who I am and the way that I operate. And just for anyone listening, um, Ainsley and I have never had a conversation ever <laughs> before. <laughs> You know, we, we spoke for about two to two to three minutes uh, before we started recording this podcast, just about how we live in a similar area of the world. And, and that was about it. And we got started speaking. So, wow. Thank you, Ainsley. That was oh, unexpected. Thank you. Yeah, you're so, so welcome. And wow. it's, uh, it's interesting that you can get a lot of healing just from, you know, a couple of pieces of information. Yes. You don't have to have... Like, you don't, you don't have to go into tremendous depth. I mean, you can if you want to go into a past life and explore more facets of it. Sometimes there's a lot of growth from that. But often we get uh, a massive shift just from a few, knowing a few salient points. If I do a regression, for example, usually, I mean, when I'm working with somebody one-on-one, I just tell them about a past life because that's the quickest way to, mm. to get things going. Uh, in a group, I'll do a, a regression. And we really just do do the, them very quickly. I mean, it's just a couple of minutes. Go in, just find a couple of really important points and and out. You can always go back in yeah. and 
search for other things. I mean, that can be interesting too, but you don't need much to get things really moving. And you've really answered the question, you know, when I was just starting on my rant about your book, one of the things I said was, it's always fascinated me, but I've never gone to anyone to talk about it because I thought, well, how am I even going to know that they're even saying anything accurate? And what I've learned from your book, The Old Soul's Guidebook, is that you will absolutely know, and you just illustrated it just now in real time, because you will have the, the symptoms, the leftover symptoms from that pre if it if it is one that's affecting this current life at least right. um you will feel it in your body and maybe you'll have that emotional reaction that i had and then you'll you'll have those like you talked about my gums my gums my stomach issues yeah and yeah. and you there's no way you would have known that and there's no blog i've done about my gums or my you know stomach issues so that really that really takes care of that that really answers that question you know i've i've a uh... A lot of clients that I've worked with over the years who've had exploratory surgery or doctors can't explain it, and yeah. it turns out to be just a past life thing. Yeah. Unexplained abdominal pains are quite common. Um, it could go back to being shot in a war or something like that, um, or it could be you know a stomach disease in a past life, um, and that's why doctors can't find anything because mm -hmm. it's just a kind of it's a ghost memory and those things can they can um you know i will say i'm not a you know I, I i mean i don't label myself a healer and you know i make no promises in fact i always tell people this stuff comes with no guarantees right um but you know if 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 you know if things are going to uh shift you'll know about it it shouldn't be uh you know, that's sort of, if I'm working with somebody and they've got an abdominal issue, it shouldn't be like in a couple of weeks they go, mm, well, I think I might be better. I'm not really sure. I haven't really noticed. It should be like a feeling of, wow, you know, that, hmm. that issue's gone away. It should be noticeable. Well, I wanted to ask you, Ainsley, this is something that I've, I'm curious about on a personal level is... Is it human consciousness began about 55,000 years ago? Yeah, it's the kind of consciousness that we have um, uh, now, you know, what, what, what makes us human, right? Right. And then our soul's lifespan is on average around five to 6,000 years. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Um, we all come in, we come in with the soul family around the same time and you know, we all get to the finishing post. It's like a horse race. We all get to the finish, finishing line at different points. You know, some, it takes some longer than, than others, but yeah, something like five or 6,000 years approximately okay. to get through all your, your life. And, a, and approximately a hundred to 120 lifetimes. Mm -hmm. um, as we go from soul level one, which you talk about in the instruction through right. to when we finish our last life in soul level 10. Yeah. So in the old soul's guidebook and you're, t and we talk about, and we just did talk about now about how, well, the soul is living this one life. So I picture, uh, you know, if I was speaking to a visual person, I picture the soul kind of higher up and then, you know, here's lifetime one, two, three, four, five, all the way up to 120. Mm -hmm. I understand that the soul doesn't really live in time and space the way that we experience in human lives. Right. So that, that helps me to understand, okay, well, why would a soul not understand 
that me, for example, my stomach issues and teeth and gums were from a past life and, and is, has me experiencing it now. And I thought, okay, well, because human gen is thinking about this with a human brain and mind and rationality that, okay, well, time is linear. And so my soul should know that this was in the past, but really my soul is not living in a place where time and space exists. So is that why there's the, you know, why does this carry over from one lifetime to a, an, another lifetime? You had mentioned the soul is worried or right, yeah, confused. And I well, thought, well, wouldn't a soul that's connected to infinite intelligence be able to differentiate? So how, how do I yeah, reconcile? I think that, that yeah. was a big surprise to me when I started doing this because you think, yeah, the soul would have all the answers, but yeah. it doesn't. It's It's growing from that, you know, very first life to to the last it's growing all the time it's why it comes back it's why we have reincarnation if the soul had all the answers there would be no point in coming here exactly yeah so yeah it 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 doesn't have all the answers but it it but it sort of gains them if you like through through experience the 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 journey is taking the soul uh, or taking us all from a place of fear to um love I mean, love is the, the ultimate goal. You know, it's acceptance, compassion, and so on. Um, and it's amazing how, um, you know, old souls think they don't have the answers. You know, like when I tell somebody they're a very old soul, they usually wonder why they, you know, how come I have so many anxieties and worries and so on. Like, you know, the idea being that they should be perfect by now, but they're perfect often in terms of the lessons learned, you know, that really understanding the power of love and truth and higher spiritual values. We just live in a, a young soul world that doesn't necessarily recognize the importance of those things. Right. So you had just touched on the word anxieties and I was curious. I personally feel that I've noticed there be an increase in people that have anxiety, um, depression, and perhaps even the, the rate of suicide. And, and the anxiety piece, especially, my mom started having anxiety in her early 20s, and, and I was really little at that time. And she felt very isolated because anxiety wasn't really a word. It wasn't something that people talked about. Right. And it wasn't, but now, you know, here we are 30 years later, I feel like uh, you know, almost everyone is talking about having anxiety and, and different things that go, and then worse, maybe depression and perhaps suicide. And I was curious after I read the Old Souls Guidebook, if this would be um, the after effects of previous lives. Well, very or could it be? It, yeah. yeah, it can. How it works is, and, and the reason so many old souls do have anxieties and find it very hard sometimes to, to function, especially in a very harsh young soul world with all the negative stuff that goes on, is that as your soul ages, you connect, your conscious self connects more and more with the soul. And um, so you're, you're getting towards the end of the journey the veil's very, very thin. And, and that's great because you're, you're, you're living a more maybe intuitively led life. You know, you're tapping into your soul's direction. You're working with your spirit guides, whether you recognize it or not. But unfortunately, 
being able to, to tap into all that good stuff connects you to some of the negative stuff as well. The really tough experiences, the traumas and so on from past lives. And unfortunately, those traumas do stand out. You know, it, it, it would be the same in this life. You know, you look back and sometimes those big traumatic events, you know, they're, they're the big blips on the chart, you know, that, that really stand out. And so um, the, the problem then is that uh, the, whatever event is in the past life can be triggered by something in this life that reminds the soul of the past. And you know, every, every, every fear needs a, needs a trigger of, of some kind. And um, so, yeah, you can end up having anxiety that is really the result of something that happened 300 years ago. Oh. And once you resolve it, 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 it eases things up. A very common one would be anxiety around intimacy, you know, physical, emotional mm-hmm. intimacy. If you've, if you've had experience of rape or sexual abuse in a past life, um, it can make it sometimes very difficult for a person to have a functional relationship this time around if the soul is, it has been triggered in some way. And sometimes that trigger could just by be, you know, going into an intimate place and it's, or, or, or maybe having somebody say something or do something that makes you feel uncertain. And it's, it's very easy then to shut down and withdraw. You see this happening all the time, past life fear of, of intimacy. And it, it blocks the, the, the ability to sort of really connect with people. But if you go back to whatever happened 300 years ago and just air that and remind the soul, again, it's just simply telling the soul this happened. You know, the moment you start talking, the soul's going, oh, that's familiar. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, so it's a past life. Well, I'll stop worrying about it. It's really incredibly simple. And it's also, as I keep saying, it's amazing how quickly these things um, can shift. There was somebody I mentioned actually on that topic, somebody, uh, um, just just a quick uh, couple of lines I wrote about in the book where she, um, this woman, she'd been uh, raped in a past life and she'd been, raped in in this life as well and it was it was causing problems uh you know between her and her husband uh, and all we did was we just looked at the past life found out what happened there i told her about that and the next time she called up for a session i answered the phone i said hello <laughs> and she just the first thing she said was my husband thinks you're amazing mm. and, and it just there had been such a shift just wow. from so much healing in that area, just simply from the soul, the soul being reminded that it no longer had to hold on to the fear. Wow. That's yeah, amazing. It, yeah, it really is. It's incredible. I mean, I, I just, <laughs> I wish everybody knew about this, you know, cause it's so, you know, I, I mean, I do envisage a time, you know, maybe hundreds of years from now where this, this kind of thing will be mainstream and, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've often said that when you go to, a, in a few hundred years, you go to the doctor's office, there'll be a psychic there helping you with the past life aspect. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess for anyone listening, I'm just, I could, I almost feel like I could hear them asking, is it required to 
know the circumstances around the past life in order to remind the soul that that was the past. So if anyone's listening and thinking, you know what, I have had this aching shoulder or these stomach issues or these intimacy issues or these anxieties, and I want to do as Ainsley's talking about and, and talk to my soul and remind my soul that, you know, that was then, this is now, does it benefit them to, or is it a requirement, I guess is my actual question, that they find out what the actual past life issue was in order to be able to release it? You have to be able to get enough to really remind the soul or convince the soul that that's, that that's where it's from. And it's, you know, it's, gosh, it's, it's hard to, to figure out exactly what, I mean, I think every case is, is different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've even had to go into past lives in extra detail to really um, create some healing at times. Whereas uh, in other situations, it can be just a moment, you know, just a few words, you know, like, mm-hmm. like we did earlier, just, you know, couple of lines uh, can be all that you need it just really depends and the, the, the soul is a strange creature you know and uh, you know i've been working with souls for 20 years and i still yeah. don't fully understand you know all these little <laughs> things, you know or why or why it would take two hours to for some shifts to happen for somebody or six months for the next you know it's just we're all different we process differently so one thing you can do is that if you do, let's say it's a shoulder issue, and you know I come across that from time to time. It could be, um, you know, sometimes you get trauma in the body from an explosion on the battlefield, or you know, being shot or something. I mean, there's a lot. Of, these are usually traumatic events that cause mm-hmm. cause your soul to hold on to these things. I found that people can actually just on their own. If you if you can identify something like that and say, well, you know, there doesn't seem to be like a an, an obvious cause, um, you know, so it's a mysterious ailment, if you like, is to go into meditation, do your own regression, and really say to spirit guides, okay, if this has a past life um, component, show me, give me a give me a sense of what that mm. might be. You know, what what do you think might have caused that? And as you do that, you may get a visual or you just get a sense of something. Maybe you, you know, if you were lucky enough, you might see yourself in, you know, in the battlefield, somebody hacking your shoulder with a sword and, you know, that was the cause. Or, but maybe you just get a sense of it or, you know, that this happened or, you know, people, sometimes they just get a single word and it might be in that case, it might be just the word sword, you know. So um, you can definitely do this on your own just uh just you just need to get into that slightly altered state that we talked about yeah meditation enlist the help of your spirit guides and then just observe see what happens it can be useful to 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 journal as well there's been many times where people have called me up for you know follow-up session and uh i'll say to them you know how how is the unexplained or rash or whatever it might be. And they go, oh, you know, I hadn't noticed, but it's, I haven't had any problems uh, with that since we spoke. But sometimes if, you, if you're if you journaling and, you know, you, you, you notice these shifts happening. So wow. do that too. 
Is it something that if you were doing it at home, would you want to repeatedly practice it until you notice shifts or would you just do it the one time and then give it some time and space for it to alleviate? No, it's a really good question. Um, it, it is a, a learned skill. This, you know, I, I need to yeah. kind of communication with the other side or regression or even meditation itself. Yeah. Don't just, don't just do it once, you know, and especially if you don't get anything the first time, don't be discouraged. Um, we all have the ability to do it. It just sometimes takes a little bit of work. Um, I certainly come across that and people who go, Oh, well, I tried it once nothing happened. It's like, well, you mm. know, we wouldn't, you wouldn't sit down at the piano for the first time and, play a few notes and go, oh, well, I'm never going to get this. You know, you, you recognize you have to work, work at it a little bit. And, you know, communicating with the other side in some ways is easier than playing piano. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But just give it a try. You know, that's really um, something I learned, you know, going back to after I had that encounter with my dead uncle was just sitting in a, an empty room and just going, okay, well, I just got to give this a try. And then kind of building on that, you know, every night, just night after night, just kind of putting it out there, talking, waiting for things to to come back. And it's, yeah, just, um, you know, give it a try. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. That's, that's my suggestion. What would you say is the main difference, um, you know, between working on past life traumas versus working on current life traumas? Is it like, is it a value? I guess maybe I'll reframe. Is it a value to work on, on current life trauma? Yeah, I, I, I think it is. But in an ideal world, I think it would be working on both. Ah, yes. Because I think, yes, we need to work on uh, on stuff that's happened, you know, childhood trauma or whatever, ab- absolutely. But how you react to childhood trauma is dependent on your mm, past lives. Right. Which is, which is why you get two people. It could be, I've seen this with siblings. They have the same trauma uh, in the in, in childhood. You know, it could be the, the abusive alcoholic father. And the but they react very differently, you know, as they move forward. One, one has seen it all in, uh, in terms of rejection. The, the other one's seen it all, it's all to do with inferiority and self-worth. So, um, and that, and, and how you, how you are seeing it, you know, the, 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 the lens that you see it through is totally connected to the past life. So for the person who sees it in terms of rejection, but what you'd want to do is go back and find a past life of abandonment and Mm. heal, heal that. And then it helps them to process and work through stuff that's happened. Wow. And for the the person who's seeing it all in terms of self-worth, you want to go back and find a past life where they were treated as, as having no value. The downtrodden servant is the archetype by, I use there. You want to find something like that. And then that helps to give them the boost of self-confidence in this life. Wow. And that will help them to work through whatever's happened too. I love that. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. 
I think oh. there's, I mean, there's, I think there's tremendous healing potential, you know, it's, yeah. it's just, it's early days, you know, it's just people not, just not aware of it. Yeah. Um, another thing I feel like the people listening would love to know is about, you had mentioned soul families. You mentioned that we, we start off around the same time, our, our series of lifetimes, our yeah. soul experience around the same time and then we'll finish around the same time um could you tell us a little bit about soul families um is there is there a particular number of souls on average that we begin with do we meet them in every single lifetime and then what is the difference between soul family and a soul mate oh great questions okay so (laughs) You have this soul family. I don't know how many souls it would be. It, uh, I actually don't have a, a number. Oh. Never, never thought to ask the spirit guides that. <laughs> I have about 10,000 questions for the spirit guides. That <laughs> Me too. Hopefully I'll get to you know, by, <laughs> by the end of my life. But um, so you come in with this group of souls. They're little, it's like sparks coming out of this universal consciousness and inhabiting bodies on the physical plane. So let's say... You know, your, your soul family is an old soul came in here maybe 5,000 years ago. So it was a whole bunch of you. Off you go through your, your, your different lives, different experiences. Um, as you get to about halfway through all your many lifetimes, uh, the, the desire to, to connect with your soul family because it becomes stronger and stronger. Mm. So by the time you get to be a really old soul. Your soul is, well, you, it's actually the spirit guides are working all the time to make sure that you connect with members of a soul family because you can get to a deeper um, emotional place. You can get to a deeper place of intimacy with somebody who's part of your soul family. It's like your soul is no longer quite as interested in meeting new friends, those it's got no connection with. It's wanting to work through karma, um, different lessons uh, with those that it's known before. So if you meet a member of your soul family, if you're guided to meet them, uh, that person is an old friend. That's a term the spirit guides use. But if you have an old friend who's uh, with whom you have a romantic agreement, then that's a, soulmate mm. and you know we're, we're we're mostly meant to i mean most old souls are, are not meant to be alone and uh, we're seeking soulmates uh so but also we, we make all sorts of agreements as part of the soul's life plan before coming into this world it'll choose uh, parents for example and that's always a surprise for people when they find out that they chose their parents and the parents chose them because it's always like, well, or very often it's like, what the heck was I thinking? Or, uh, but if you look at the, the lessons or the, the sort of themes or patterns that come up uh, with your parents, it can speak volumes about what you're here to learn. You know, like if, if you're, parents continually let you down you may be here to learn really big lessons about betrayal and that would really lead to learning important lessons about justice and fairness and um being loyal to others so uh that you know there's huge um huge growth when you start to examine 
the you know the reasons for choosing people in your life you know there's not everybody understands the reference because it's a it's sort of it's more geared for people my age but i like to say that an old soul coming in into this world you'd think uh, if they're trying to work through a past life fear like rejection or betrayal they would choose a family like the waltons Mm -hmm. family where everybody's you know just all loving and kind and supportive but instead they choose the adams family or the monsters (laughs) the, the, the the dysfunctional family and the reason for that is that your soul is trying to trying to bring fears to the surface to be worked through because it has to get out of here eventually it has to get out of this world and you know be able to call it a day uh and if it doesn't resolve some of these major issues uh then it maybe has to keep coming back and, until it does so a, a fast way can be to choose a family where these fears are triggered they're brought to the surface and then you have to to work through them and you can really speed up the process uh, of healing if you recognize what those are mm. you know so there's an intellectual part to that you know if you're aware of it then you know that helps too mm-hmm. yeah i would say um from reading the instruction and the old souls guidebook i have such a clearer picture now of my own life like and, and the current experience i'm having even in this life a lot of things were explained in the old souls guidebook about different aches and pains that i'm having different um, sensitivities that i have um uh, limiting beliefs, as you talked about, it was just like, bang, 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 answer, right. answer, answer, clarity, clarity. But another, but a big piece was, you know, I'm really resonating with what you're saying. Um, my parents, and I've always believed that I've chosen them, you know, once I understood what that meant. Um, but it was so much clearer after reading the Old Souls Guidebook why I chose my particular parents and because they were, they were exactly what I needed for the personality that I chose. They were exactly the, the most fitting that I parents I could possibly have for the personality I chose. And it made so much sense because as an adult, then I was looking back and I was thinking, well, why weren't my parents more this? And why weren't they more that? And then I read your old soul's guidebook and I was like, okay, now this is all, (laughs) it's just like, it just wraps this beautiful bow over the questions I've had over my life and my experience and, and even my physical body. It's just such a beautiful gift. And I'm so grateful that you took the time to wrote it to, to, sorry, to write it Ainsley. Um, it's, it's, it's a considerable investment of time and energy. So thank you for not saving and hoarding all of this information to yourself <laughs> because well, it's you. such a relief. It's such a, like, like I say, a lifetime of, of relief just kind of, comes over your body and i'm very grateful to you for writing this and for sharing this with us today well thank you for really just all the very kind words and uh yeah. it's, it's it's great to hear that especially you know just at, at the point where you know it's only a couple of people have read the book so um it's great to get that feedback thank you so much yeah my pleasure it you're going to get a lot more feedback like this i'm positive of that 
Um, and just for, for anyone listening, um, you know, the, we've got the, the book coming out on April 8th. That's available on Amazon, The Old Souls Guidebook, Ainsley McLeod. Um, could they reach you anywhere else? Is there other ways that they can connect with you where, where listeners could maybe um, work through some past life regressions or, or healing with you? Absolutely. Uh, they can go to oldsoulsguidebook.com. That way you can get the book from, you know, uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever. Uh, AinsleyMcLeod.com. So uh, many ways to get, get in touch Great. <laughs> and learn more about what I do. Awesome. And, you know, various events and the Soul World membership program and so on. So. Yeah, that's what I had seen. So the, you, the book is a definite non-negotiable, I feel. I feel anyone that's listening to this podcast <laughs> is the kind of person that would get a lot out of this book. But I did see online um, the, the Soul World membership and that you, you do offer those monthly regressions on there too. So I wanted to point right. that out for anyone listening too. So did you say it's oldsoulguidebook.com? It's oldsouls. Oldsoulsguidebook.com and ainsleymcleod.com. And I'm going to put those links in the show notes for the episode as well. So you don't have to remember those if you're listening. I'll put them right in the show notes for this episode. You can go click and find out more about Ainsley and his amazing work. Thank you so much, Ainsley. Truly, I feel oh. so blessed and honored to have had you on our show. And thank you for taking the time and for sharing your work with us. Well, Jen, you know, I feel honored to, to have had this opportunity. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Friends, I hope you enjoyed that podcast episode as much as I loved creating it for you and with Ainsley McLeod. Everything that we talked about in this episode honestly is barely scratching the surface of all that Ainsley McLeod reveals in his new book, The Old Souls Guidebook. It's available on April 8th. I'll have the links in the show notes here so you can click to it directly. I've finished this book cover to cover within days. It would have been sooner if I didn't have to do any actual work or self-care or sleep. (laughs) But if you're the type of person that enjoys the Soul Adventurer podcast or that enjoyed this episode, please do yourself the favor and grab a copy of the Old Souls Guidebook. If you're curious, I absolutely have no affiliation with Ainsley or his book. I'm not receiving any affiliate bonuses or or payments of any kind. I just truly am telling you from my heart, this is an incredible book and it will really help you understand yourself better, your soul better, your mission, your purpose, and the people around you so much better as well. If you are the kind of person that loves to help other people, please share this episode. Take a screenshot on your phone and post it on your social media channels. I would love it so much if you did that and I'm sure the people that come across it really do need to hear these messages of healing and clarity and purpose and answers as much as you and I do that had the joy of listening today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for sharing this podcast. And I will see you in the next episode. 
that's it for today, my friend. But before you go, I have a request and a surprise for you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please let me know and help me spread the love by taking a quick screenshot and tagging me on social media or by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. The more I know what you're loving, the more I can create what helps you the most. The surprise? I have some free resources to help you along on your soul adventure. Just simply head to jenniferj.com forward slash free gifts or click the link in the show notes right here in iTunes. Thank you so much again for being here. I'm sending you so much love and I'll see you in the next episode.